uh, plans got messed up. Uh, it, I'm actually going to be talking to you about faith and trust this morning, and it was a great lesson for me last week, because last week we were st- supposed to start our stewardship uh, series, and stewardship is the thing every year that we, we do where we remind each other about uh, God's presence in our life and, and how we need to reevaluate that, how we respond to that. Uh, it's where we talk about pledge cards and all that kind of stuff, and we sort of set the direction for the whole year, and, and, and our budget is uh, done after these and everything. And so last week as I woke up and I'm driving from the camp to my home to get a shower and everything, as I'm driving there, I can't talk. And so the thing going through my head is, oh my gosh, if I can't talk, then we can't start stewardship. If we don't start stewardship, then we're not going to get our pledge cards. If we don't get our pledge cards, then we're not going to be able to make a budget. If we don't make a budget, then we're not going to be able to have a ministry in the church. If we don't have a ministry in the church, then we're not going to be able to, and the whole thing's just going to go down because after all, the whole church revolves around me, doesn't it? <laughs> so those of you that struggle with trust and, and faith, I, I'm right there with you. And it was a great reminder to me that the church does not depend on anyone other than the Holy Spirit and and God's presence. And so instead, last week, we watched a video that was inspiring and uh, reminded us of how God calls to each of us to be in ministry. And uh, we'll we'll talk this morning about what we were going to do. And we're going to trust that God is going to be a part of that. And for those of you that are visiting this morning and you're thinking to yourself, how do I sneak out of here? Uh, we at, at this church, we're not about putting a guilt thing on you. Actually, the things we're going to be talking about this morning have more to do in general than they do about specific things about living, uh, uh, giving in this church. Actually, if I tick you off, it's going to be more about politics than it is about money this morning. So I'm just letting you know that. Uh, so if you're going to get mad, you'll at least get mad for the right reason, Okay. <laughs> We're, at, we're, we're in interesting times right now. We're in exciting times at some, at some points. Maybe in your families. You're, I, as I've been preparing for this sermon, I've, I've seen that what I'm going to talk about has a lot of different levels. There's levels of, of family stress and crossroads. There's levels of being at a crossroads and, and, and stress as a church. There's as a community, as a state, as a nation, as a world. We're, we're in interesting times. And a lot of those interesting times aren't necessarily comforting, are they? There, there, there's, uh, especially if, I'll just let you know, if you watch Fox News, you're going to hate me at the end of this, this uh, service, okay? If you watch Fox News, I'm sorry, but there's, there's more to life out there. there. There is a sun that comes up every day. There's a, there's a Lord that, and so you're going to hate me. I just, I'm getting that out of the way so you can begin working through that and work on forgiving me and everything. But as, you, as, you, as we've gone through these last couple of weeks, it's just amazing to me the amount of anxiety and worry that's present in our culture. And it started even before the elections finished. It started with our economy, Right? Where, where it started going downhill. And some of us started realizing that the thing that we had put so much trust in, the thing that we were relying on for our security, the thing where we were planning our futures, the thing that was the, the one thing where we felt comfortable that if everything else fell down, I at least have this. 
We found out that that's not something you can rely on. Isn't it interesting that on our dollar bill or on our money, on our currency, what, what, what do you read across the top of that? And God we trust. Wow. We lie every time we use one of those things, don't we? Every time we, we stuff it in our pocket or stuff it in the bank or stuff it underneath the mattress or whatever, we, is it possible that maybe even our forefathers understood that we seek security in things and places that really can't offer us security? That maybe our forefathers wanted to give us a reminder, a tangible reminder, every time we opened it, that this is not what's going to give you peace and comfort. This is not where you're going to find happiness. This is not where you're going to find security. This is not what's going to complete you as a person. Is it possible that even back then, they, they thought that that might be something we fall into and wanted to remind us of it? You know, the, the economy has gone boom, 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 boom. It seems to be trending down lower and lower. Lori and I have those investments that the rest of you have. And at the end of September, at the end of third quarter, when we got those statements about how, how well achieving our our uh, 401ks are doing over the last quarter, I just throw them in the trash without looking because I didn't want to know because it's depressing. And that's sort of where a lot of us find ourselves. We just don't even want to look because it's so scary. It's, it, it's making us wonder what's going to happen tomorrow. It's making us wonder how are we going to pay for kids to go to school? It's making us wonder am I going to be able to keep my job? It's making us wonder are things really going to be okay? Well, that's one aspect of our worry and our fear. The other one has to do with the recent elections. Regardless of who you voted for, regardless of who you think should have been in charge, I want you to celebrate with me the country that we live in. Because there was an historic happening two weeks ago, where a person of a race that 50 years ago wouldn't have been able to go in and buy a milkshake at the same counter that we could have, a person that wasn't able to ride public transportation the way most of us would like to, a person who wasn't considered a real person 50 years ago could rise to the highest office in, in the world. Regardless of your political idealism, can you not celebrate that, that, that that cannot happen in any country other than this one? It's, a, it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing that that has happened. It, it gets us back to remembering some of those ideals that made this country different from what we see around the rest of the world. The other thing we have to celebrate and remember is even though there's division in our country as to the direction, even though there's division in the country as to who should be in charge and what direction we should be going, there is a transition of power that happens without uprising. We, we don't have to worry about, about a, a, a revolution we don't have to worry about a dictatorship coming up. We don't, have to, we don't see on the news people storming the gates at Washington, D.C. It's an amazing thing. 
that we get to be a part of. But I know that for many of you, you're worried. And probably because you're watching Fox News. <laughs> because if you don't get this, folks, let me just... If the news doesn't have something negative to say, they don't have anything to say. If they can't scare you to death about something, then you're not going to find a reason to watch. And it's not... Fox News is just the easy one to pick on, but it's whatever news. It's... I'm surprised we didn't have breaking news this week of Ice Age 2008 because that's typically what happens. The first cold front that comes through, you know, they got the people out in their parkas. I'm out here, Jim, and it's 34 degrees. <laughs> I, I, folks seem to be functioning okay, but we're going to keep our eye on it. You know, we, they, we just love to get all upset about things like that. And as we see a new leader, we're saying, what is going to happen to the country? Oh, we're going to become socialist. Oh, we're going, to, we're going to go way to the left. Oh, we're going to go. Do a little history, first of all. Have you ever known a time in human history where there was not challenges? Have you ever known a time in human history where, the, where it seems like everything hangs in balance? Have you ever known a time in human history where there wasn't differing opinions on the direction you should go? But we worry, don't we? We worry. And just like we, we, we need to be reminded when we look at our dollar bills that that's not what we should trust in, and God, we trust, that there's somebody behind, stronger than your dollar bill, you also need to be reminded that if you're looking for the office of president to change your life, if you're looking for any office, any person, anyone other than God, any agency, government, bureaucracy, program, if you are looking for anything other than God to put your trust in, it's misplaced. It's misplaced. Now, what I'm going to say this morning can sound trite. It can sound preacherish. Okay? But don't let that get in the way of hearing the truth. Just because you've heard it before doesn't mean it's not true. Just because sometimes it gets thrown at you in no context doesn't mean there's not truth to it. Okay? What I want to talk to you about is what we all deal with. It's an issue of trust, of faith, of when it comes down to it, where, what do we put our trust in? And the reason I think this is a good year to talk about it, I hate talking about money as much as you hate talking about, you hate me talking to you about it. It's a personal thing to us. But you know what? It's important that we talk about it because it's such a personal thing to us. Because we can get it out of whack. And we have an opportunity right now because typically we sit around fat and happy and we don't, we don't have to worry about it. You know, the, our, our stock market accounts have been doing great. Our real estate is going up. Our economy is on an upswing. We're, everything's great. We don't need anyone. Oh, yeah. Well, now all of a sudden those cushions have fallen in on us and it makes us open to hearing stuff that we should have been doing all the time. We just forgot about. So as we're talking this morning, that's what I want you to... Who I want to talk to this morning is those of you that worry. Those of you that worry. Can anybody testify to that? <laughs> and it's not just the women, it's not just the moms, is it? 
Guys, we have our own way of worrying. We don't talk about it as much, but we do, we worry, we do our worry in different ways. It keeps us up at night. It makes us grumpy. It makes our family not want to be around us. It raises our blood pressure. Just because we do it in a different way doesn't mean we don't do it. Actually, I don't think there's a person here that doesn't worry. It's what we're great at, isn't it? Worry. Why do we like to worry so much? Because we watch Fox. No, because (laughs) it makes us feel like we are in control of something. We have this delusional idea that we can change our future. And if I think about it enough, if I, if I stress over it enough, if I, if I work at it enough, I can change my future. That's why we love to worry, because it, it gives us this, this illusion that we're in control. So we can worry over this, and we worry over our kids, and we worry over our spouse, and we worry over our economy, and we worry over the president. And we... Can anyone come up and share a story with us of one time in your entire life where worrying changed history. No. Unless it, it was your spouse leaving you because they couldn't take your nagging anymore or your kids moving out and never contacting you again because they couldn't take your hovering anymore. But worrying never accomplishes anything. There is never one thing that is accomplished that is good by worrying. Because let me give you a little hint. Even though we like that illusion of power and control in our life, you have none. You can change your clothes. You can change your job. Hopefully you change your underwear. But you cannot change your future. You can participate in it. You can, you can make some decisions that are going to lead you, but ultimately you are not in charge of your life. And for all of you red-blooded Americans, I know you just balked at what I just said. Baloney. I am it. That's who we are. We're, we're the United States of America, and I control my future. Yeah, um, wrong. Wrong. When it comes down to it, We have no control. We have no control. And when we do that, until we recognize that, until we're willing to accept that, we're never going to find happiness. We're never going to find contentment. We're never going to find peace. It's just not going to be there because you're looking in the wrong place. Your wallet, your portfolio, your marriage, your children, your church, anything other than God that you are looking for to be the number one source of strength and support and faith, anything other than God Himself, you are going to be disappointed. There is one place where we can find strength. It is in God the Father. Let me, let me read to you a passage. It's from Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40. I love this passage. Isaiah chapter 40 begins in verse 21. Okay? 
Why should we not worry? Why should we not get upset about the future of this country? Why? Blank that for just a minute. I need to go on an aside here. First of all, as I'm talking about not worrying, I know that what most of you hear is, oh, so you're telling me I shouldn't do anything. That's not what I'm saying, okay? That, that whole let go, let God thing, it's a great motto, but it's not what you're, it doesn't mean you'd go home today, you sit down on the couch and you go, okay, God, call me when you got a good job for me. All yours. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about. He gave you a mind. He gave you abilities. He gave you energy. He gave you a heart. He gave you friends. To you, we work towards that. We participate with God. We just recognize we're not ultimately in charge of what happens with our life. We can make good decisions and we can make bad decisions. We still need to work on them. Okay, but why should we trust God about our future? Why should we trust him about the economy? I mean, after I, I get the whole spiritual thing and forgiveness, I understand why I can trust God, you know, for the heart stuff, but, you know, for business, come on. God can't understand the intricacies of the economic situation, can he? God can't understand the intricacies of your relational problems, can he? Let's read. Verse 21. Haven't you heard? Do you not understand? Are you deaf to the words of God? The words he gave before the world began? Are you really that ignorant? God sits above the circle of the earth. The people below seem like grasshoppers to him. He spreads out the heavens like a curtain and makes his tent from them. He judges the great people of the world and brings them all to nothing. They hardly get started, barely taking root when he blows on them and they wither. The wind carries them off like shaft. To whom will, will you compare me? Who is my equal? Says the Holy One. Before we move forward, we've got to remember, God is in control. He is powerful. He is almighty. He has a plan. He, is, he, he has things under control. I think we get the, the hint sometimes, we get the idea sometimes that God is up there and, and he, he gets the market report and he's like, oh my gosh, Jesus, come on, you need to get in my office right now. Call Holy Spirit because things are going down. We need to have a new plan. No, God is in control. He's not moved like the stock market. He's not moved like the wind back and forth. He's eternal. He's all powerful. He has things in control. He was there way before the world was even began. He'll be there way after the world is, is gone. He's in control. So, verse 26, look up into the heaven. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. Oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in who? In the Lord. Those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. 
They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Why do we spend so much time worrying about things we have no control over when there is a God who is bigger than all of that that has our best interest in mind? What part of He loves us and He wants to make our life great do we not get? Have we not heard? Have we not understand? Are we still that ignorant? Are we still that stupid? That even after a whole lifetime of worrying and pandering and trying to make our own roads and finding that that it doesn't work, why are we still so unwilling to turn to him? In this passage, we get this beautiful picture of the life that we are supposed to have. Jesus said, I came to give you life and give it to you abundantly. And I think this, this passage gives us a word picture of what abundant life means. It says, those who renew themselves in the Lord's will in the Lord in, in the Lord will rise up with wings like eagles, right? They will soar like eagles. Have you ever seen on TV or out over the uh, the lake an eagle soaring? It, it, it's a peaceful thing. It's a powerful thing to watch, right? You, they they just sort of go from wind draft to wind draft. They're not like worrying, where's the next one coming from? Oh no, what's going to happen? Oh no. They're, they're just enjoying life, living in the moment. I think that's the picture of who we're supposed to be. Unfortunately, let me demonstrate for you what I think most of us do. Instead of living like eagles, we live like chickens. <laughs> and we go around going, hey, what? what, what I got to... <laughs> I got to get to, uh, please help me, please. Oh, my kids, what are we, oh, how are we going to get to, oh, my gosh, did, did you hear what's going to happen? Oh, my gosh, do you know, and we just spend our whole life doing this, and yeah, thank you. And, uh, and you wonder why you're so miserable all the time. And you wonder why you're exhausted and you wonder why there's no joy and you wonder why there's no peace and you wonder why you're not getting anywhere. We are not made to flap around like chickens. We're made to soar like eagles. You do not have to worry about what the future holds because let me give you a little hint. In case you haven't read the Bible or in case you don't get it, God created, God sustained, God wins. That's the story of the Bible. God wins. There will be a lot of bad stuff in between there. There will be ups and downs. There will be wars and revolutions. There will be good and bad that happens. But ultimately, in the end, God wins. He wins. He won over the Crusades. He won over all the bad things in history that we've gone through. He's won through slavery. He's won through uh, oppression of governments. He's won through economy ups and economy down. He's won when there's been Democrats in office. He's won when there's been Republicans in office. He's, he's won before there was even an office. He's won when there will not be an office here anymore. He's won when the economy is good, when the economy is bad. He is one when you are rich and when you are poor. God wins. Why do we spend so much time worrying? Because ultimately, the one person we can put our trust in, the one person that can make a difference, says, rest in me. If you are weary, if you are weak and heavy laden, come to me and I will give you 
rest. Those who rest in the Lord, those who trust in the Lord, those who put their faith in Him will soar like eagles. My challenge to you over these next couple weeks, certainly I want you to think about your giving to the church because let's be real. We just did our thing about the visioning and it's great to have a big plan about where we're going, but guess you know as well as I do, ministry costs money just like everything else. And if we're going to put our money where our mouth is, we have to move forward. And I'm done not worrying about that. I did that last week. And God got across to me, what are you doing? It's my church, not yours. I love these people more than you do. I love the people that you're going to touch more than you do. Why are you worrying? My challenge for you is, what, what is keeping you up at night? What are you flapping over? What is the area that you have the greatest fear and anxiety? And I want to challenge you. Would you be able to trust God in that? If you need some, if you need some testimony of how God actually does that, set up a meeting, I'll be able to share with you the stories that happen. It doesn't mean it's going to happen to you in the same way. It doesn't mean that I've always gotten my way. It doesn't mean that my life has always been good. I've been disappointed sometimes, but it's not because God has let me down. It's because I thought I knew what God should do, and he just wasn't listening to me. But if you want some stories and testimony about a God who never fails, who always wins, I'll be happy to provide that. I know there's other folks in here who will be happy to, to share that with you. But make the decision this week. Challenge yourself. Where am I finding rest? Where am I finding security? In whom am I trusting? Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for, for your patience with us. Thank you for those demonstrations over and over and over of how good you are. And God, I know this sounds too easy. I know it sounds trite. And I know if for folks that are in the middle of something, it, it just may fall on deaf ears. But, but God, the, the fact of the matter is our finances are one of the easier things that you can deal with. That's a no-brainer. Our fears and worries, you can deal with those. Even, God, when we find ourselves in the depths of the darkness, when we're broken by, by sorrow and grief, when we feel like we've been abandoned and hurt and abused, even there, God, you, we can trust you. Will you give us the willingness to move closer to that? Will you help us with our unbelief? Will you help us with our, our chicken flapping? Give us the strength to, to soar like an eagle. And we pray that in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Before we close, I just want to give an introduction. If you're looking for a church family, you want a place that you can call home, you're, you would like to be a part of what we're doing here at this church, we would love to invite you to be a part of that. 
We have two things we ask for membership. You, you got to hear those through the, the kids earlier. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. To love your neighbor as yourself. And to show your prayer.